Hallelujah. We are still in the series, our positioned series. We've been looking forward or we've been positioning ourselves for what God has for us in this year, 2023 now. So, and I know that we have enough ammunitions, enough weapons, enough tools to be able to undertake in order for us to be able to accelerate and possess what God has for us. Begin to work on those things. I know you probably have resolutions for the year. You have goals for this year. If you do not have goals for this year, you know, goals guide you. They govern, they guide you. They help you knowing what battles to fight. I know sometimes there are people, some of us have been fighting just any battle that comes your way. And you end up wasting your energy. You end up being tired when the right opportunity comes, when the right occasion comes for you to be implemented in your dreams and vision. You have no energy. You have no strength because you have been fighting any other battle, just every battle. But if you have your goals right, you have your your targets for this year, it will be able to guide what kind of battles to fight, where to go, what to do, and you will know how to be successful in this particular year. Let's work on our dreams, our visions, our goals for this year as we get positioned. Because imagine you are positioned, anticipating God's move, and you don't have any goal. You don't have any target. You don't have any objective for the year. You end up, when you are greeted in this year, if you do not have goals, objectives, and what you want to do, when they greet you, you end up saying, like the members say, as long as the day has come, as long as it is Tuesday, I am alive. That's not the confession. Our confession will be, I am blessed of the Lord, because in the law, in your mind, you know where you are going. You know where God is taking you. So pick up your visions again. If your paper is rusty or dusty, uh, just, just, just wipe it again where you've written your vision. Pick up that again. Begin to do some of the things that you failed in 2022. A failure is only a person who fails and or who falls and don't rise again. But a person that falls and rises up is not a failure because they have opportunity and hope to make it. And let that be your position. Amen. Today in our series, we are in week five of our position series, we are going to look at the title that says the obedience of faith. We are going to look at the obedience of faith. I really wanted to put faith there because obedience is in so many things and obedience could be in the wrong things. Obedience could be in things that are killing you. But in this particular moment, we are looking at us being obedient in faith. If we are going to move with the Lord, the Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Those who come to the Lord must first of all believe and know that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And, and the Bible says, uh, God said to, to Saul that disobedience is as good as witchcraft. Not so. <laughs> That's what the Bible says. Uh, God, God, God honors obedience and faith in him because he was in a hurry to do things and he ended up sacrificing and did not wait for the Lord and say, no, I was afraid that the enemies were coming. We didn't give sacrifice. We didn't give the offering to the Lord and we didn't do what was supposed to be done. Therefore, I ended doing it. Then the Lord said, you couldn't have waited on me. You disobeyed and therefore you are not going to continue as a leader. So, 
we're going to learn a little bit about, uh, from the Israelite story, how their obedience in the Lord, how their faith and obedience in the Lord made them to possess the promise that God had for them. And that might be your portion this year. Let us go to the word of God from Joshua chapter 6, verse 1, from verse 1 up to 16. I'll read, you can read together with me. This is what the Bible says. Now the, the gates of Jericho were securely burned because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, see, I want you to take note of that. See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its kings and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you, you hear them sound, a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up. Everyone straight in. So Joshua, son of Nun, called the priests and he said to them, Take up the ark of the covenant of the Lord and have seven priests advance. March around the city with an armed guard going ahead of the ark of the Lord. When Joshua had spoken to the people, the seven priests carrying the seven trumpets before the Lord went forward, blowing their trumpets and the ark of the Lord's covenant following them. The armed guard marched ahead of the priests who blew the trumpets, and the rear guards followed the ark. All this time, the trumpets were sounding, verse 10 says. But Joshua had commanded the army, do not give a war cry. Do not raise your voices. Those are instructions, and they had to obey those instructions. Do not give a war cry. Do not raise your voices. Do not say a word until the day I tell you to shout. There's a reason for that. At times, we give a war cry just too early before victory. At other times, we raise up our voices just too early and alert the enemy. <laughs> At other times, we say just so many words when we are not supposed to say them, and we end up failing in the task. So God was specific to these people. Do not shout a war cry. A war cry, I'll explain a little bit what they used to do was, when they shout as they are marching at their enemy, and if it, more especially if they have been in ambushed, ambush, and they, they're waiting for their enemies to pass in a certain area, and when the enemies are passing by, you might imagine a thousand people are shouting, Whoa! and marching at the enemy. The enemy will be, you know, like, they will be confused. They, won't, they will lose their position. They lose their training. They lose their tactics, trying to look at what's going on. At that particular time, the enemies have arrived, and they are taking over the enemies. They are killing the enemies. So God says, do not give a war cry until I tell you. In life, many times, we give this war cry too early. 
without following the command of the Lord. God is saying, you have to do it at my word. You have to do it at my sign. You have to do it at my counting. Then there will be victory. Do not raise your voices until I tell you. Do you know that many times or sometimes we need, we need to... We need to undertake, we need to work, we need to build, we need to cover, we need to do things in silence. Until the Lord tells us, until when we have assured victory, then we can raise up the voice, we can shout, because it is ours, we have possessed it. There, it's not everyone that you need to shout to about the plans, about what you're doing, about what you're about to do before you do it. Others, yes, you need to choose. You need to be selective. Others may help you to build it. Others actually may help you to break it, depending on the audience. Am I right? Do you agree with me? So it says also, do not say a word until the day I tell you to shout. At times we talk too much and we end up aborting the visions and the dreams and the many good things that the Lord is about to do in our lives. And many times we give the enemy a clue on where to attack, on where to finish us. But God is saying, do not even give a word. When should you do that? Until the day I tell you to shout. A war cry. Until the day I tell you to raise the voices. Then shout. May that time come in your life this year, 2023, in Jesus' name. So he had the ark of the Lord carried around the city, circling it once. So the instruction was every day they have to circle the city only once. But how many times were they supposed to circle the city on the seventh day? Seven times. In case you missed that, I know you've heard about this story a lot. Seven times was the last time they were supposed to circle. And circling it once, then... The army returned to the camp and spent the night there. Twelve said, Joshua got up early the next morning and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. The seven priests carrying the seven trumpets went forward, marching before the ark of the Lord and, blow, and, and blowing the trumpets. The armed men went ahead of them and the rear guards followed. The ark of the Lord followed the ark of the Lord while the trumpets kept sounding. So on the second day, they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. They did this for six days. On the seventh day, they got up at daybreak and marched around the city seven times in the same manner. Except that on that day, they circled the city seven times. That was a difference. Uh-huh. At times when you read the word of God together, there's just these things that comes and like, oh, I didn't know about that. So follow with me. Let us read together. Sekistin says, the seventh time around when the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, shout for the Lord has given you the city. The city and all that is in it are to be devoted to the Lord. Only Rahab, the prostitute, and all who are with her in her house shall be spared because she hid the spies we sent. But keep away from the devoted things so that you will not bring about your own destruction by taking any of them. Otherwise, you will make the camp of Israel liable to destruction and bring trouble on it. 
I'm reading this so that when we learn about the obedience of faith, we have the basis. I, I hope you understand that the instruction is not easy. It may seem simple, but not easy. Am I right? Imagine one million people going around the city and no one should raise a voice. Is that easy? Have you ever stayed with many people for one hour without saying a word? Some may, but it's not an easy thing for some. Not so. Have you ever, the whole day, surrounding the city, that was big. Almost maybe half or almost the size of Ndola. Everyone had to walk, including elderly people. They had to walk. There were people who were elderly. Of course, Joshua and Caleb were the eldest. They were the people who were 80 years. But there were people who were 40, 50, 60 among them. They also had to walk, including Joshua himself, who was 80 years old. Imagine an 80-year-old man had to walk this whole big city. How many hours would it take you? You have been in Indola, some of you, for five years. You've not finished it. Am I right? You've not gone to the play, all the places in Indola. Am I right? If we are to tell you some streets or some towns in Indola, you're like, is that a city in Indola or is that a town or village in Indola? Yeah, you don't even know them. But they had to walk around in dollar, make a belt. That's not easy. So, just wanted to bring that to your mind that the instruction is not easy of not shouting, of not speaking, of not raising their voice. But they had to be, they had to do it in silence. All the silver and gold and the articles of bronze and iron are sacred to the Lord and must go into his treasury. When the trumpet sounded, the army shouted. At the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed, so everyone charged straight. So this miracle was going to happen if they obeyed and followed the instruction. Hmm. And they took the city. They devoted the city to the Lord and destroyed with a sword every living thing in it, men and women, young and old, cattle, sheep, and donkeys, were destroyed and offered to the Lord. So, like I was just speaking about the importance of obedience. They needed to obey the Lord. I, I would like to say the instruction might be seem to be so great. The instruction might be seem to be so difficult. But it wasn't more difficult than them marching to go and fight the city. Because there was no way how they were going to win this battle. The people they were going to march against were higher skilled, trained, and the city was fortified. When we talk about a fortified city, we're talking about the city that is built. Actually, uh, Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 7 says that there were seven cities around Can Canaan, surrounding Canaan. Seven fortified cities that Israel had to face. And these cities were greater than they were. They did not have any city. They were in the open land. It means that they were vulnerable to the enemy attack. But their friends were in a fortified city. Meaning that they had walls that they can climb on the walls and they can throw the bows, the arrows towards the enemy, the ammunition, the, the stones, whatever it is, they can throw towards their enemies. The enemies who were in the open land, they were more vulnerable to the attack. But then the Lord said that I have given you all this. Look at, at, at what the Bible says. I have given you. I have given you. I've given you uh, Jericho and everyone in it. I've given you everything. 
I've given you even these fortified cities. This, this, this strategy or this victory was, was insurmountable to the Israelites. It was too big for them to be able to, to overcome. There was no way in which they would have. But the, with the Lord, with the instruction, with obedience to God, it was possible. If they obeyed every instruction that God gave them, if they knew when to shout, if they knew when to keep quiet, if they obeyed and followed when to raise their voices and when not to raise their voices, if they knew or if they obeyed the instruction of when to cry out and when to be quiet and silent and observe the Lord do, if they only would obey all these things, then the Lord would have undertaken for them. The Lord would have made it possible for them. And he did because they obeyed and follow instructions. It wasn't easy, but obedience makes the battle bigger than you easy because your trust is in somebody who is greater than what you are facing. The battle is greater than what they would face. Look at other strategy in the ancient warfare. The strategy was if you go against a fortified city, here's an example, here I am in a fortified city, you are in an open land. And my walls are these, these are big walls, and they are so high such that you can't climb. You are more, you are more vulnerable because I can hide on this cliff, I can, I can throw arrows to you. Now what they did, if they, were, they wanted to attack or overcome such kind of cities like Jericho, what they did was to put it under siege, right? So you, the army out there, you have to go and siege or attack or seize our sources of supply. What I mean is our fields, because without these fields, there will be no food in this city. The water source, the rivers were not inside the city. The rivers were outside the city. So the enemy, you the enemy, will go and take over the rivers. You take over the fields. So as we are inside here, we have nothing. We have nothing to eat, to eat. We have nothing to drink. We have no water. We have no food. We are vulnerable. So maybe we have stocks in our homes, in our houses. That can keep us for one or two days, right? And after that, we are dying of thirst. We are dying of anger. We're dying of anger. We're dying of thirst. We will be forced to move out of the city gates to come and surrender. We'll begin to wave some white clothes and lift up our weapons to surrender to you because we want to eat and we want to drink. That was the strategy in the ancient warfare. But look at the Israelites. That's not what they did. The, sea, the, the fields were still there for the Jericho. And the rivers were still available. What they did was to walk. So the people were saying, okay, let them walk. They're walking like mad people. They are going to walk. After they are done walking, we are going to draw water. We are going to eat. So in the evening, probably at night, they are going to go out and fetch water and bring food from their field. So they did not feel any pain they did not feel so much torture, except that there was worry and uncertainties because what are these people going to do? 
They had heard reports about what their God was capable of doing. They had heard reports of how God overcame and, and, and killed all the Egyptians' armies that were feared in their time. They had heard histories and, of how God provided for the Israelites. So all the people in Jericho were afraid of was not the Israelites, but the God that the Israelites belonged to. Your God is bigger and better and greater than anything else. Your enemies actually, they, they tremble at the mention of your God. So if you can only obey God and follow his instructions and also just follow his guidelines for your life, I tell you there is no war that you cannot win. There is no battle that you cannot overthrow. There is nothing that will be impossible for you in this year 2023. There's nothing that will be impossible for you if only you can stand in obedience and in faith to the voice of God. So if there's something that you need to fight and follow and make sure that you have is to know the voice of God, the direction of God. Is to move with God, to obey God, to obey instruction, to grow in your faith in Christ Jesus. That will guarantee you a victory in this year we have started. If you are with me, shout a good amen. Look at one thing that God said to Joshua. In verse 6, God said to Joshua that, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its kings and its fighting men. The time that God is speaking to Joshua, they have not overcome anything. There's nothing that they have done. There's no war that they have won. And they are looking at these high, huge walls and city. Like, how on earth, without even proper weapons, are we going to overcome this city? But God says, see, there are two things there. See, I have delivered into your hands Jericho. It's kings and it's fighting men. What Joshua needed to do was to obey the instruction of God. The battle seemed to be too big. The battle seemed to not make sense. The vision may seem to be so big and seem not to make sense. But only if you obey the instructions of God and believe that God is capable of helping you overcome, you shall win that battle. You will see it come to pass. Whatever project that you have, whatever vision that you have, maybe it's the plans for your future and what you want to become. And it maybe seem to be so impossible, insurmountable, so great. I want to tell you, you may, you may not have even any reference in your future, I mean in your family and anyone around you that has ever made it to life or the future or to that great destiny. But I want to tell you, yours is different. And if you hold on to the Lord your God, I tell you the truth, that future will become a reality in the name of of Jesus. Obey the instructions of God. God says, see, I have delivered to you. Now, it wasn't delivered at that particular time. God is using, uh, you know, perfect present, perfect tense. Those of you in English or students, he's using present, perfect tense to Joshua. See, I have delivered that city you are about to go and fight. That city you want to take. Because I promised you, Canaan, therefore I have delivered Jericho in your hands. There may be battles standing in front of you. 
But I want to tell you that God is saying, see, I have delivered that battle in your hands. It's kings. It's fighting men. I have delivered it. You may say, no, God, I am still sick in my body. I want you to see it with the eyes of, of, of faith that God has delivered it in my hand. God has healed me. It may be maybe that job you are looking for and it's so difficult to find it. I want you to believe it with the eyes of faith that I see victory. I see my job coming because God has delivered it into my hands. It could be that marriage this year like... By the end of this year, I have to find a husband or I have to find a wife. You have to position yourself. Do what you're supposed to do. Do the needful and allow the Lord to undertake that for you. It could be in academics. Maybe this past years you have been failing. You have been passing Kwempe. You have not been making it and you don't know how it's going to be this year because as you go higher in years, like uh, the, the grades are going up. Maybe you're in your semesters, you're in your maybe second year and it's getting tough and tough and tough. And you worried because where it was simple, you were failing. You don't know how it's going to be. I want you just to be encouraged and know that nothing is impossible with God. Actually, I'm encouraged by 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. The Bible says, see, God has given you the mind of Christ Jesus. Because of Jesus Christ, who to us has become our intelligence, our righteousness, our, our acceptance before the Lord. There is nothing and nothing that is impossible impossible with a child of God who is obedient to the instructions of God. There's nothing that is impossible with a person, a man and a woman who devote themselves to the Lord. But you need to have faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not yet seen. Do you want to see victory? What do you need to have? Faith. It is the substance of things you are hoping for. I want to have that. I want to finish my education. Oh, yes, I have faith. Therefore, I have the substance. I'll hold on to faith. That's what it means. A tangible thing. Faith is tangible. You can hold it with your spirit. And when you grasp with your spirit, it will take you to that future that you want to see. It will take you to that victory that you want to see. It will make you become what you say you should become today. And he said, it is the evidence of things not yet seen. May you begin to see victory in your life in the name of Jesus. May you begin to see healing in your life in the name of Jesus. May you begin to see your victory in this year 2023 in the name of Jesus Christ. What do you see? For Joshua, he needed to see the promises that God was giving to him. He needed to see that victory. He needed to see it with the eyes of faith. Sometimes what we see is defeat. Sometimes what we see is what people tell us, what you are not, what you can't become. Sometimes what we see is the negative energy, the negative influence, the negative thoughts. In this life, there will always be gossipers. And there will be always people who do not know a full story about something who feels they are entitled to saying something about it. There will always be people who feel they have to be better than you are. There will always be people who do not want others to be greater and better and excel than they are. And if you give in to such kind of people, you are going to work in your company. By the end of the day, you are going to be less than them. Many people don't want others to be greater than them. They are very few, only fathers at heart and mothers at heart. Only, only mentors. Only people with the heart of God and the knowledge and the spirit of God and the love of God. 
may wish to see others. Only people of the heart of Jesus, only Jesus in the Bible. Of everyone I read in the Bible, in the Old Testament more especially, and some in the New Testament, only Jesus says that if you believe, you will do much greater things than who? Huh? Do you read your Bible? Jesus says, you will do much and greater things than what? Than who? Than me. That's Jesus saying, you've not even raised one dead. That's Jesus saying, you've not even healed one lame or one blind. You've not even turned any water maybe even into charcoal. You've not even walked on any water. You sink so quickly, quicker than any, anything when you jump into your bathtub or swimming pool. And this guy walked on water with ease. While Peter was sinking, he's like, Peter, you can do it, dude. Come on, rise up. And just holds him. Because Jesus' hand was in contact with Peter, Peter started floating. Even when his faith was, was sinking, because the faith of Jesus was greater, Peter started floating. And this is Jesus is saying that you can do greater than I, Jesus. Have you ever saved anybody? But Jesus said, if you believe, you will be greater than I am. You will do much more. You will do much more than I have done in this world. Whew. You will do much more than I have done in this world. You only need to see things with the eyes of God. You need to believe, look at things as though they are, even though they are not right now. You may be going through things right now, and you can't see your way out, and things have been so hard. Like Joshua, I want you to begin to see victory ahead of you. I want you to begin to confess victory. I want you to begin to confess the way out, and God will do exactly that which you say you, you should. Faith was the substance that Joshua needed to have in order to, to, to overcome this victory. Obedience in God's instruction was everything he needed to hold on to in order for this to become a reality. So we may, we may find ourselves in the face of these difficult challenges in this year, in the year uh, 2023. So here are three things what to do when you face insurmountable odds. The first thing is, remember who is in command. Remember who is in command in your life. In 2023, if you face future that is hard and difficult to overcome, I want you, first of all, to remember who is in command. Joshua needed to remember who was in command for that victory, and God was. God said, at my word, you should shout. Uh, David says something in Psalms 46, verse 10, where David says, he says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. May God be exalted in your life in the name of Jesus. May God be exalted in whatever you are going through in the name of Jesus. Do not let that thing be exalted. Do not let gossip be exalted. Do not let frustration be exalted. Do not let uh, sickness be exalted. Do not let luck be exalted. Do not let negative things be exalted. But may God be exalted in your life in the name of Jesus. Here's the second thing to look at. The key to victory is obedience. The key to victory is obedience. In Joshua chapter 6, verse 10, Joshua was told, Joshua tells them, because Joshua was told, see, do not shout, do not say a word, do not do anything until where you hear me tell, to do, tell you to do so. So their key to victory was obedience in God. And here is the last thing. 
Obedience comes from faith. Our obedience is in faith. Like I was talking about Hebrews. Look, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 30 is giving us an highlight of people who overcame because of faith. He says, by faith the walls of Jericho fell after the army had marched around them for seven days. The walls of Jericho fell. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell. By faith, the walls surrounding your family will fall in this year, 2023, in the name of Jesus Christ. By faith, the battles you've been fighting for so many years, you shall win over them in this year, 2023, in the name of Jesus Christ. By faith, everything, every case is, they pronounced over your family. We command them. They shall collapse. They shall fail in this year, 2023, in the name of Jesus Christ because the child and daughter of God will march on in obedience in faith in Christ Jesus victory is ours it's been guaranteed it's been given to us but the problem is what do you see who do you obey and in what do you have faith if you see failure failure is failure is likely to come because your mind will think about how to fail than how to succeed. If you obey people and things more than you obey God, you know the end, right? In this year, 2023, it's a high time to look about what am I thinking about? What do I need to do? If, if people are always leading you in bad ways, it's high time to put your foot down and say, I am not going to do that. No, but we have been doing this together. We have been smoking together. We have been drinking together. We've been going to attack girls together or boys together. We've been having this and doing all these things. It's a time. It's a year to say that my obedience is in God. I will obey God. I won't obey anything like this because I know where I am going. I know who I am. I may be here today, but I don't belong here. I want to be there tomorrow. I therefore need to obey God above everything. 